You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Bakani at BilalV87 on Twitter and Instagram, and WWE Raw attempted to entertain us tonight, and oh, they came up oh so short. We start the show with three commentators, Tom Phillips, Byron Saxton, Jerry the King Lawler. They set up the show, and thankfully not too long into this, Edge interrupts them and cuts an amazing promo ripping Randy Orton, talking about how Mick Foley is a guy that they both owe a lot of credit to for their career, and that if Randy Orton hadn't cut off Beth Phoenix, she was going to announce his retirement, but because Randy couldn't bite his tongue and he gave his wife the RKO instead, Edge will now face him at WrestleMania, if it ever happens, in a last man standing match. Excellent, excellent promo. Becky then arrived in a custom truck with no trailer, which makes you wonder what the point of what a truck, such a truck would be, unless you just want to be Thomas the Tank Engine. And then King plugged Stone Cold Steve Austin for a third time, and things went completely off the rails as the first hour descended into a replay of the men's Royal Rumble. I don't get this. You know, if you watch SmackDown on Friday, and again, it was at the Performance Center with no fans, and they re-aired the SmackDown Elimination Chamber for, you know, a good 20, 30 minutes of that show, yet they still taped 205 Live right after that show, which was a good, you know, 20, 30 minutes of wrestling. So I know they have the roster to do this. I don't understand why present a three-hour wrestling show with a one-hour, or in the case of SmackDown, a half-an-hour replay. There's already a lot of video highlights in this show, and uh, I'm just at a loss. But essentially, you know, we're into the end of the first hour, uh, and I don't even think we got more than the halfway point, to be honest. Like, how much time do you really, and I didn't keep track of it, spend setting up a show letting Edge cut a promo, and letting Becky Lynch arrive to the arena. That's basically all that happened in the first hour. There was no matches, and partway through, we just had this replay of the Royal Rumble. Uh, not not a very satisfying first hour of Raw. From there, things really picked up. We found out WrestleMania is happening from the Performance Center. Bit of a surprise. I thought it would be canceled outright. We then had AJ Styles and Undertaker getting together to sign their WrestleMania contract. The Undertaker arrived with a bandana and his straps down from his tank top, or singlet, if you will. And uh, as soon as he got to the table, he flipped the table that was in the ring for the contract signing. I didn't really get this until we came back from break, and the commentators made it clear that no contract was present. AJ Styles' music hit a couple of times. Instead of him coming out, we cut to backstage where himself and the OC were hanging out. AJ had the contract. He cut a great promo talking about the stars that came through the Performance Center and how they would look up to The Undertaker. But the OC didn't need to do that. They were better than that. He mentioned Michelle McCool once again. Uh, and then he told Carl Anderson to take the contract out to Taker or Luke Gallows. Eventually, he forces Carl Anderson to go out with Luke Gallows. The two are obviously very hesitant to do this. They come out to the ring. They just drop the contract into the ring for The Undertaker. Actually, they stay outside of the ring, I should say. The lights go out. The Undertaker shows up behind him, pushes him into the ring, beats him up. Then he signs the contract, puts it in the mouth of Carl Anderson, and that is that. 
We then find out after a break that SmackDown will feature yet another contract signing as Roman Reigns and Goldberg will nod it up. And we're also going to see a Gronk, but uh, pretty interesting nevertheless. We got the one and only match from this show two hours and 15 minutes in as Rey Mysterio faced Andrade for seemingly the millionth time and Rey won this time. Asuka's on commentary. Uh, she's the MVP of this show. She dominated a lot of the commentary. She's all over the place. Jerry the King Lawler was pretending to understand her, but Asuka would play off it. And it was just this cool combination of, you know, Asuka being ridiculous, then King being a different type of ridiculous, then Asuka sort of doubling down on his ridiculousness. And it sort of didn't work and sort of worked at the same time. Again, Mysterio gets the win. Uh, Asuka got pretty upset, but this was a lot of fun. We then had Becky Lynch. She showed up to cut a promo on Shayna Baszler, who was backstage because quarantine i don't know why she wouldn't just come out and attack becky or at least confront her but becky made a good point that shana's gonna pay and that her life is a line lie i should say sort of referenced her friends and the four horsewomen i would imagine and there was some very good stuff here from becky very well put together and she sort of even worked in her truck as a reference which is pretty good we then had kevin owens backstage with i think it was charlie caruso and he had accepted Seth Rollins' weirdly open challenge. He wanted the match at the PC, hence why he was decided to do this now. He pointed out he had the home field, and he claimed Seth Rollins didn't spend much time here. I think he said no time, but okay, you know, I don't want to split hairs too much. Uh, versus Owens, who tried out and was doubted by Rollins, among others. So they will have their WrestleMania match here. Very well done, very logical, very well put together. A little exaggeration from Owens in terms of Seth Rollins' role with a performance center, but I guess it was built after NXT, blah, 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 blah. Fine. We then had news that Brock and Drew McIntyre will be live on Raw next week, as will Randy Orton. Probably, you know, some sense of delays of them getting down to Florida, hence why this didn't happen this week, I would assume. Uh, very happy to see them next week. I really do hope Brock speaks directly to McIntyre. I think this rivalry needs that. Finally, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was announced as the greatest of all time, Pretty sure we said that about John Cena a couple weeks ago. And uh, I also wondered who was throwing beers at him. The only response I could come up with was Triple H because he was doing everything else on SmackDown. He said 316 should be a national holiday. He asked for a couple hell yeahs from the crowd. The first time he got nothing. The second time he got the closest approximation to nothing, Byron Saxton. And this went back and forth as Stone Cold Steve Austin had these cards, these cue cards, where he was basically explaining what 316 day was going to be. Saxton kept responding. These were hilarious. He was grading him with numbers, whether they were 10 out of 10, you know, 10, 8, 5, 4. It was all over the place. And there were some great lines from Austin here. At one point, he had a card upside down. He just read it backwards. Uh, you know, this was fantastic. And Austin talked about there being no speed limit on Austin Day. And finally, he invited Byron Saxton to the ring, gave him a beer, Toasted him, and you know what comes next. He stunned him because the scores were quite tough. Becky Lynch brought a beer cooler out, stepped over Saxon, and celebrated with Stone Cold Steve Austin, who did make reference to the fact that Becky Lynch stunned him last time he was in the ring. That didn't happen here. They had a very nice celebration that was quite great. So, not a bad show when we got into it, but I need to reiterate. WWE Raw, from the Performance Center, was very, very good except for the hour plus they gave away to the Royal Rumble. 
If you had taken that out, and if you had taken a lot of the type of matches you put on 205 Live and put in some workers, you're even at Akira Tozawa, uh, you really could have made this a good three-hour show instead. And I think it's purely born out of WWE being afraid of putting less mainstream guys, knowing they're going to get a casual audience for this show, not doing it. Because you could have even put some NXT stars out there, and this was just a missed opportunity, but I'm happy that we have wrestling here. I just really wish they had gone all out, and I, I didn't need six matches. You know, one more match would have really helped. Even if you just wanted to do a bunch of promos, I would have been fine with that. I'm not really tuning in to three hours of Raw to we rewatch the Royal Rumble. But that's what I thought. Tweet me at BilalV87 on Twitter and Instagram, and be safe, everybody. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.